0: Recently, you'll have heard that I've launched the Fleet Geeks podcast with my excellent colleagues, Mike Vickers, who's joining me today, and Jamie Velorsky. And what I'm doing just to get things off the ground, I know a lot of people who listen to the Half Dozen Things podcast are going to really, really enjoy the Fleet Geeks podcast. So we're going to Run them side by side for a couple of episodes, and this is going to be one of them. And uh, I'm joined by Mike, who's recently joined Flagship Partners. He's an absolute legend in his own lifetime. Um, and uh, when I interviewed, when I interviewed Mike, and uh, I mentioned to Jamie about Mike coming to join, Jamie knew straight away who Mike was because he'd done his Transport Manager CPC refresher with him. So, um, but yeah, quick introduction. Mike, uh, Mike Vickers, uh, joined us recently. is going to be helping Flagship Partners launch their Transport Manager CPC offering and as part of doing that we're going to be uh, talking today around six tips to achieving transport manager cpc exam success so just quickly mike how long have you been training transport manager cpc and uh, what do you enjoy about doing it oh
1: it, it, yeah so it's it's 6 years i've been doing it now uh, it seems it just like just 5 minutes since i started doing it very nervous trainer stepping up to the plate on the uh, on the very first day was uh, was quite daunting but i i kind of grew into the role and and uh, you know it, it, sometimes it takes a, a, you know, a while later in life until you sort of realise that, that uh, you know, why wasn't I doing this 20 years ago? Why am I doing it now? Uh, but then I suppose the answer to that question was 20 years ago. I didn't know what I know now after, you know, a lifetime in the uh, in the industry, as it were. Um, so, uh, yeah, absolutely love it. And uh, I remember on, uh, you know, we, we were talking in the, uh, when we first started talking, you said, uh, we looked at the possibilities for this and where it could go. And, and you said, hey, you sure you don't mind doing transport Manager, like you know a lot lots and lots of them you know repetitive I said I'd do them every single day of the week if I could I'd you know I'd probably even do them Saturdays and Sundays it, it, it's just it's just something I've, I really really enjoy doing and uh, hopefully that comes across in 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 terms of my uh, my delivery style and uh, and the, and the lessons so uh, yeah, really, really excited to be joining uh, Flagship and, of course, uh, really excited to uh, to be a part of the podcast team as well. And uh, I'm sure, yeah, you're absolutely correct. Everybody, I've been in the industry a long time. There's nothing like this. This is going to be unique and, and Fleet Geeks I'm really looking forward to.
0: Yeah, awesome. I'm I'm really buzzing about it as well. I think um it's one thing when you launch a podcast on your own, but when you do it with a with a group of people and you can all share ideas and have a good bit of banter, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be spot on, mate, to be fair. So today we're doing a quick session on um the six your six tips to exam success for transport manager CPC. And one of the things is, is in your six years of delivering training, um, I'm sure you'll have seen all types of different candidates from all different walks of life and all different levels of experience but one thing's for certain it's not an easy exam right do you know what the statistics are around the pass rate and 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 that kind of thing
1: yeah it's the the national it is a it's you know the elephant in the room is it's an a-level it's it's a level three qualification so on this on the grand scheme of things it's an a-level qualification um most a-level students will get sort of two years uh, you know a bit of drunkenness, a debauchery, chucked in there as well. But you know they'll get two years to do an A level, whereas uh, you know the, the the candidates that we have on transport manager have got two weeks. So uh, yeah, the national pass rate first time is just over the fifty percent. So it, it, it isn't it isn't an easy one. But but you know even even those candidates who are not quite successful first time round, generally speaking, it's it's. Some of them, it's a long time since they've been in an exam environment. It's 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 a it, you know it's something different. It's something new, and uh, second time around, you know they they generally smash it. But it's you know you're right. There's no two ways about it. It's a difficult,
0: uh, a difficult but rewarding um, uh, achievement. Yeah, absolutely. And um yeah, if you're thinking about getting your transport manager CPC, the first bit of advice I'd give you is don't. And the second bit of advice I'd give you is I'm I'm only joking. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's not an easy exam. But like you say, it's very worthwhile. And and you know what? It's one of the most rewarding things I've done. I've not actually had my uh, Transport Manager CPC that long. I've done the role for a long time in a restricted operator. Um, And uh, I had to learn, had to self-teach. And it it took me, um, you know... Uh, passing the TMCPC was kind of an afterthought and even after I'd done the roles I'd been fi- fulfilling the duties for uh for, for many years in my 20s um so when it came to actually studying and doing it it was a it was a little bit of a doddle to an extent because I'd kind of lived it and breathed it and I'd actually made every mistake under the sun as as it was anyway um but let's uh let's have a little go through your uh six tips to achieving transport manager success Mike so the, first tip, and the I'm just going to give you a, a bit of a bit of an overview here, listeners. The first tip is about not panicking. The second is about preparing to learn. The third, avoid distractions and enlisting a support bubble. The fourth is if you don't understand, just ask. Five, smash the five key areas of the exam. And six, RTFQ. I think I know what that might stand for, <laughs> but we'll wait till the end to find out. So tell me first, tell me about don't panic. It's going to be an enjoyable learning experience. The first tip.
1: Yeah, I mean, as you say, over the, you know, I've noticed it more over the last few years, we've seen a a much bigger variety of people from all kinds of backgrounds uh, coming into transport manager exam. And, uh, you know, so that we're starting off at a point where where we're sort of, you know, various different levels of expertise, knowledge and experience, but don't panic you're not on your own there's no, you're going to come into a room full of people who are thinking exactly the same as what you're thinking now what you know it's a daunting what am i doing here uh, how did i get into this mess in the first place uh, and then when you see the size of the, the the supporting folders that go with it you know the first thing is to naturally panic but don't um you know we we here at flagship we're going to make it as an enjoyable experience as we possibly can for you uh through the through the course of the course so um it's going to be a positive learning experience. Some of the greatest feedback I've had is not, you know, I, I love people telling me how, you know, handsome, good looking, suave and debonair I am, but the, the really interesting feedback I've had uh, recently, and the, one that's humbled me more than ever, is uh, people saying that they it wasn't just, a, you know, the passing of an exam or the, 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 the sitting of a course. It was the introdu- reintroduction into learning. And it's inspired people to take on, uh, you know, different different aspects of learning. You know, maybe a different language, or maybe getting into uh, you know other areas of, of business development, etc. So, it's going to be a positive learning experience, uh, and, and I think that's from from my point of view. That's what I want people to take away, and not be frightened at the start. Everybody's in the same boat, and honestly. Yeah. Everybody's bricking it right from the start, yeah. including <laughs> including the trainer. So don't really worry about that. Uh, I think I, you know, I t- talking about nerves and panic. I think I get more nervous than the than the candidate. So don't worry. I'll take all your nerves for you. But Brilliant!
0: That's Brilliant.
1: My my <laughs> I think... number one, you know, t- take it in your stride. Don't panic. You're not on your own. You're going to get supported. You're going to get supported by the trainers. You're going to get supported by each other as well. I always look at groups and think you know, we've all, you know, some of us might come from an engineering background, others from, you know, transport management, others might be finance orientated, HR, health and safety. Let's learn from each other as well. You'll have that support network around you as well with other people in the group. So
0: don't panic is my first uh, piece of advice yeah definitely I think um uh, well it's uh, scientifically proven that stress makes you stupid right so um <laughs> physically what happens when you get stressed is your brain expands and literally it just starts thinking in a more foggy way so I I know that the th- the threat of classroom training particularly for like two weeks is enough to give a lot of people a little bit feel a little bit hot under the collar a lot of the people in the fleet sector probably were, you know they um uh learning or being in a classroom environment isn't going to be for them I think the big thing that i want to send as a reassurance is that we certainly if you come and join join us at flagship we will make it as comfortable as we can for you we've got a really nice uh supportive environment the the actual environment itself is amazing we've got a well lit lots of natural light uh we make sure you get a nice quality lunch as well um when people when we move to our new premises we're going to be getting a a a nice mixed buffet of healthy food as well so that's going to help people think plenty of uh plenty of water plenty of coffee and tea uh at everyone's disposal so you know what more what more could you want from a learning environment i think um you know just relax and enjoy the ride you're in you're in safe hands this guy mike's been doing it six years right um and he's had plenty of people pass it so you're in you're in a a good set of hands so the second area prepare to learn tell me about preparing to learn then mike
1: yeah (laughs) coming on 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 nicely from the 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 panic and, and, and that is get yourself ready um it doesn't it, you know people say yeah but i've you know I've not been doing the job long or i'm I'm fairly new to transport uh, but other people say i've I'm, I'm not a driver so what you do you know uh it, it doesn't really matter everybody is at the same position when we come to to starting this but if you can prepare yourself to prepare yourself in two ways really prepare yourself to to learn i think that's that's one thing as i say a lot of people it'd be a long time since they left a classroom or or perhaps their experience of classroom wasn't uh, uh you know i was uh, you know i was no shining light at school i must admit but uh, you know it was only after i left school and, and sort of bit got bitten by the learning bug that, uh, that that i would manage to achieve achieve things that i wouldn't have achieved when i was, was younger so get yourself into that mindset prepare to learn um you know ask experience you know there are other people around you, you'll hear horror stories about transport manager and uh, y- you will and uh, but it's it's good to get that uh, that that sort of background on a more practical level and slightly more boring level um you know there is some reading that you can do some research you can do beforehand uh there are there's certain publications that you can i mean the, the internet is full of wonderful stuff and the dot gov website i mean you know no matter what we might think of this government, any government, the pre- previous governments, one thing they are pretty good at is getting information on the uh, on the .dot gov website. It's a great website, re- works really well. Loads of information on there uh, to help you. Just put in, you know, becoming a good vehicle operator, or you know, it, lots of different search search engines will get will take you to to the .dot the gov website. Um, there's three publications in particular I just want to mention, in, and one of them is uh, the Guide to Maintaining Roadworthiness. Um, the guide to maintaining roadworthy does not only not only is it a super publication for you to accompany you on your on your transport manager journey, but as transport professional, if you're at the what we call the touching point of transport, if you're uh, involved in some way, shape or form in the operation of heavy goods vehicles or you know, vans, cars, whatever, that is a brilliant publication. It's an what we call an everyday publication. It's one something should have people should have on their on their on their desktop. So if you can get a, a hard copy brilliant uh but but you know that it is available in in desktop format guide to maintaining roadworthiness um published by the dVsa uh fantastic that'll tell you all you need to know about uh, about the maintenance side of things um a more wordy uh document not so quite so sexy is the uh, what what the what the uh department of transport called gv262 which is the uh the guide to driver's hours and tachographs um bit of bedtime reading in fact you know if you if you don't send then to sleep, that certainly will. uh but it's uh, you know for anybody who's, who's new to driver's hours um it's it is it is quite a daunting uh, job to pick up driver's hours uh, but that's 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 your go to guide uh, and then last but by no means least is the GV74 which is the uh, guide to becoming a, a a heavy goods vehicle operator and that takes you through the the process. So, on on a, on a you know higher level, uh, just get your get your mindset ready, get yourself uh, prepared to learn. Uh, you know, listen to experience, etc. But on a, on, a, on a more sort of practical level, those three publications would be a great great start. But please don't worry about the information. One thing I will say on a slightly more negative note is. Um, we all were, you know, there's people working various different uh, operators, hauliers, people who run heavy goods vehicles, maybe not even from that background at all. Um, it, you kind of just kind of have to forget that world slightly and what you do and, and, and the processes and procedures that you use uh, and come into what we call exam world. Um, so just kind of leave that at the doorstep. It's great to have that experience, but kind of leave what you do at the doorstep. So that's, yeah, that's my second tip. Prepare.
0: Yeah, brilliant. I think um, I think I think you're absolutely right there, and um, the 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 preparation is everything. I think um, a lot of people say to me, you know, what do I need to know before I go into this training? Um, I I would suggest join join one of the communities on Facebook. Oh, yeah. maybe, maybe even give the Fleet Geeks Transport Manager community a go. Um, it's a free environment. You can ask safe questions. You can ask questions anonymously, and you can get support. I can name lots and lots of transport managers that I know listen to the podcast and comment on a regular basis that have a wealth of knowledge. And sometimes if you ask something and people perceive it to be a stupid question, you will get stupid people give stupid answers. However, there's always people in the community that give really, really grown up responses. You've got James Adcroft, who's a senior TM at at Tesco, um, obviously the huge supermarket. He's got a wealth of experience and he will always help. Uh, young or, or new or incoming transport managers. Richie Yidden's another one. Tom Reddy comes to mind. Uh Phil Shepherd. There's several of them on the transport manager community forums that are really, really helpful guys and always willing to uh, always willing to lend an ear. Um and then alongside that I think um, Obviously, what I mentioned earlier Half Dozen Things podcast. I have I have made uh, uh, quite a few podcasts there and interviewed some really interesting people. You know, you've got um, uh, Beverly Bell, former Senior Traffic Commissioner, soon to be released, Phil Breen from Earned Recognition as well. Um, so we've got some um, some really good people for you to uh, have a listen out to as well. But ultimately, like you say, the .gov website is the go-to. I think be very wary when you do search things. That From my experience, when you search things make sure you do look at the authority level of the website that you're looking at you you can guarantee if it's from someone like Smith Oya Clark or uh, Backhouse Jones or Rotherus for example you know that you can trust what's on there because they're very legitimate very well respected uh, road transport solicitors Um, but be careful of um, you know I I think that, that there's some uh, companies out there who'll maybe copy and paste stuff and and and, and what have you say? So definitely look for the gov websites or or look for um, the the transport solicitors because I think they're generally speaking, uh, these guys know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. So, it, um, <clears throat> there's there's also. <laughs> sorry sorry
1: Go yeah, on, another we all know the dangers of social media and uh you know we don't need to uh, you don't need any lectures on that from me I'm a, I'm a bit of a technophobe when it comes to things like that. but um i do know that if uh, the uh the enforcement authorities um have a very good presence on social media so if you want to find out the kind of work that the dvsa do and the various police commercial vehicle units up and down the country they have a very good presence on uh, on on social media. I, I don't do uh, kind of Facebook myself; I'm more of a Twitter kind of guy. And um, so, you know, that, that there is some good information to pick up from there. But uh, of course, that comes with a caveat, as Pete says: you've got to be careful uh, with with anything to do with the with the great interweb.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know, if you're not careful, all of a sudden you can find yourself on all sorts of websites <laughs> if you start looking at, uh, you know. Uh, car crashes and things like that. Anyway, right. Yes. Uh the third thing was around avoiding distractions and enlisting your support bubble. Tell me a bit more about that, Mike.
1: Yeah, easier said than done. Um and we we, we have to tread very, very carefully here as trainers because um essentially the, the, the classroom course is kind of two weeks and a little bit more uh out of out of a out of a working life, you know, out of a working sort of uh, uh, operation. So um it's very difficult for anybody in no matter what role what what business they work in to say right okay you go off for two weeks uh, and a little bit more and uh, you know we won't contact you you don't have to worry about your inbox basically put your out of hours on and nobody's going to contact so in real life it's, it's a heck of a commitment to have somebody on a course like this so in real life that doesn't you know doesn't always happen and uh, but but the candidates that struggle most are those that are trying to juggle too many balls in the air at one time. And uh, you know, if you're trying to do a job of work, if you've got a you know something going on, uh, it's very very difficult to maintain that level of, of focus and concentration through uh, through doing a two week course. So one way of do one way of avoiding distractions is let people know what you're doing. If you tell people what, and I know with that comes the the worry that if I've told somebody like you know, uh, you know, telling somebody I'm going to go and run a marathon and then, you know, uh, six months later, they still find I'm, you know, three stone overweight and plodding around, you know, you know, it's, it, it's it's a failure, but you know, there is that danger if you tell people what you're doing, they're always going to ask you, how are you getting on with your course? Have you passed? Did you pass? How did you get on? Did you? Uh, but I think as more people that you know, that you can bring into your support bubble, they will protect you. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, uh, they will they will sort of field field out that interference from as much as they possibly can so these days we are easily distracted by lots and lots of things uh you know social media work family life etc but we can take steps to minimize that um then we're going to be then we're going to be in a much better position to focus on 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 as we've already spoken about this is um this 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 kind of uh, large large job that we've got. So, um, it, just to put it into context, from scratch, um, the, the, the idea is from scratch you need about one hundred and forty one hours uh, to to achieve what they call a level three qualification. So this is not specifically transport manager. This is a level three. A-level qualification, you need about 141 hours of study. We're going to give you 72 hours or so in the classroom. Uh, you, you know, you don't need to be a mathematician to work out that uh, you, there's going to be some 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 heavy work that you're going to have to do yourself. And if you haven't got the time and space to do that, it, it can be challenging. But, but on the other side of that coin, I would say don't overdo it. Um, you know, re- absolutely don't overdo it. Uh, learn how to how to how to uh, take things easier relax take time away D- don't get I mean Pete's, Pete's much more an expert on this than, than, than I am but uh you know just use whatever techniques that you can you can build to to get that relaxation in that time away in so it's, it is a balancing act that. so that's that's my third uh you know one very difficult to in, t- in today's world but yeah avoid distractions get that support yeah. bubble going
0: you'll be fine yeah i think um i i i totally resonate with what you're saying there i think um you know we um we're regularly distracted by notifications on our phone and um it takes up to 7 minutes to recover our um our thought process and our concentration 7 minutes following a notification or a diversion of um a diversion of um our, our, our uh, concentration so that that can be pr- pretty catastrophic and i'm a firm firm believer of On these mobile phone devices are there to serve us as a tool and uh, that turning off all notifications um, will serve you very very well and having set periods throughout the day where you check your phone but i would also caveat that with if you're listening and you're looking to put members of your team through a transport manager cpc qualification i really do urge you because it will save you money longer term by not distracting them with business related things by allowing them to be present and uh, present on the training course and network with the other people around them within the room, um, by allowing them that safe space and time to be able to do it, the chances of them passing that qualification are huge and you know, you know, that's based on science. You know That, that is ho- wholly based on science that the more you're able to concentrate because 141 hours of staring at a window going, I'm never going to pass this exam because this is stressing me out and that's stressing me out. It's never going to serve anybody. You need 141 hours. Hours of concentrated focus and um, you know it's really really important to not have uh, not have those distractions I, I I believe um and also like like you say I think one of the challenges particularly when you're learning something like uh the operations or or or, or legalities around transport management one of the things is you don't know what you don't know so unless you unless you're around other people then sometimes you don't realise the breadth of the industry that you're looking at or the, um, you know, Absolutely. the full full scope yeah. of what you could come into contact with. So um, by networking with other people, you're going to have people from all different industries. Now, the only thing that potentially joins them together is the fact, the fact of operating vehicles when all of a sudden you could have a waste and recycling professional or, you know, you could Absolutely. have um, a builder's merchant, or so you could have, you know, a general haulage person or a tipper operation, but everyone's business is different and the way they run their planning and the way they run their schedules and the way uh, you know the, the 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 different operations and the you know you have to have the business understanding to be able to pass the exam and sole traders and limited companies and you know understanding all the finances around that you're gonna have people in the room with a wealth of knowledge and actually you might learn better by having conversations with people between and you, you, you pick up those opportunities. So um, I think uh, I think that's a really great point, Mike. Um, the fourth one is if you don't understand, just ask. So uh, are you saying there's no such thing as a stupid question? <laughs> the only stupid question <laughs>
1: is the one that you don't ask. <laughs> Absolutely. And that was lesson number day number one as a, as a trainer, lesson number one, uh, from a great, great guy. I mean, even, you know, I started doing this six years ago and, you know, I was reasonably getting on then. Uh, but, it, you know, I, I, we needed mentoring. I needed mentoring uh, as a trainer. And I had this great guy uh, mentoring me, uh, a wonderful chap called Derek Rose. And uh, Derek, that was the first thing, you know, he, he taught me. There is no such thing as a stupid question. Uh, the stupid bit is not asking it, uh, and I try to reassure uh, delegates that um, you know I, I've been in your position. You know, <laughs> sure, Pete can, can level with this. I've been in your position. I've sat on a, I've sat on many courses, and uh, I've sat there, and I've been thinking, "Ooh, I'd really like to ask that, but I'm I'm so frightened to ask that question because I'm in a group of people who are you know my peers, who, who I should be at the same level as." And if I ask that question, I'm going to appear stupid. Now, sometimes, you know, we all, and I, to this day, I, I, I get this. Um, you know, we've all got gaps in our knowledge. And it, it, as Pete says, if you don't know, you don't know. Um, <laughs> and to sit there and, and hold that in is, is ridiculous because no one's going to judge you on it. You know, right, it's Pete from
0: Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. At Flagship Partners, we take road safety really seriously and we're your road safety partnership. We help transport companies with compliance and training across their businesses, including first aid, driver CPC, and other transport management services. So if your four's accredited or you want to improve your operator compliance risk score, give Flagship Partners a call today. You know what it's
1: like, so me, I'm I'm very much like that. you might think, well, you're a trainer, you should be, you know, uh, not, not a shrinking sort of uh, wallflower is just sort of blending in the background. But I do. I sit there petrified. I don't ask this question. And all of a sudden, somebody sit two or three seats down from me, ask the same question. I think, I'm glad, I'm glad you asked that and not me. But that is that is not the way. And, and you'll never, ever, ever from me. And, uh, you know, take me outside and shoot me if, if that's the case. You'll never, ever find that, uh, that that I will I would sort of be surprised or or you know I've seen some trainers are uh, almost uh, aggressive with their you know did you know that you know sort of kind of attitude uh, never be with me and uh, you know you don't know what you don't know please ask um, and if you know. <laughs> I've been stumped. People have asked me questions. and i you know, no, i sort of hold my hands up and say, do you know what? I don't know that, but I know somebody who will. Um, so, you know, we can go away and we can, and I think there's a, there's a really good uh, message in that for anybody. who's. I learned this as an operational transport manager. Um, it, it, it's Friday. It's, it's five o'clock, funnily enough. Uh, loads of drivers in the, in the waiting room and they're shouting questions at you. Uh, the worst thing you can do is try to answer those questions without having the having the, the full knowledge because you'll just get yourself into back yourself into a corner so trainers very much like that as well if i don't know we, we, you know i'll part that to one side we can find out you know it's not not a yeah. problem but definitely if you you know please i don't want anybody to sit there thinking i don't want to ask this question we're all in the same boat yeah absolutely. that's not before for me
0: i think i think you're absolutely right and i think with um Luck with anything i would sooner if i know a categoric answer to something i would sooner give that but if i don't if i'm uncertain of the answer i'd sooner say i don't actually know the answer to that i think i may know but i'd sooner admit not knowing and finding out for certain but i've got this amazing device here and in this <laughs> amazing device i've got and i don't tend to go to places like facebook to ask the questions I've built uh, relationships with people like Chris Powell, the solicitor at Rotherwas. I've got Beverly Bell, the former senior traffic commissioner in there. And I'll soon go and ask the question of someone and find an answer, which is categoric and and, and obviously with a huge amount of authority. So I think by the, the, the point I'm making is ask the question and you may just stump one of us anyway, but we may not know it and we'll, we'll certainly help you. But if we do, and if we can help, then we've got, know as the business of flagship partners if you chose to come and train with us you'll have the access to our network and our wealth of contacts and people that we trust to be able to give a really good response um to to anything that you do us but absolutely i think it's about having that bravery and vulnerability uh, when you're vulnerable, when you're brave, that they're, they're when you do learn. They're when um, you have the open mindedness to be able to ask a question and then be able to get a good response. So, um, OK, Brill. So the fifth area is around smashing the five. So off the top of my head, I don't know what the five key areas are of the exam. So tell me about those. Yeah. So um, exam, the exam, it. The syllabus. Uh, the
1: syllabus is actually. Um, uh, I'm getting. I'm getting into geek mode here, but my, the syllabus is actually set in. We are the uh, fleet act- geek. We are in, the
0: three geek. Fleet oh, we are the
1: geek. It's nice a syllabus. Me, just- mate. <laughs> <laughs> never, never miss an opportunity to have a plug there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. The, uh,
1: the legislation that the syllabus is set in legislation. It's actually European legislation that we've adopted fully. As, as you know, we don't think, oh, we've well, we left Europe now; it doesn't count. It's it's there. It's 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 in, ingrained in our legislation. But the syllabus is actually set in legislation, so it, it says this is what we would expect a transport manager. Uh, to be uh, competent in, and this is this is these are the areas that we expect them to be competent in. Um, so, the, the exam can literally ask you uh, a question over a, a massive breadth of of, uh, of subjects in in our industry. And as Pete alluded to already, you know uh, there are areas of the business that I've never been involved in on a personal level. You know, transportation of animals, etc. Uh, never really had that much to do with tankers and, and you know that kind of thing. Um, so, it, you know, we're, we're open up in a whole sort of new... And, and there's other areas as well. Remember, this is a management exam. So we could be looking at areas such as health and safety, uh, for, for one. Um, we're normally, in the, our positions, we are the frontline managers. You know, we're the first people to speak to drivers and, and other staff. So, you know, we have to know a little bit about HR and, and, and the specialist kind of subjects, uh, you know, such as, say, the transportation of animals and... Uh, uh, I always say to people uh, on day one, you, you you might already have a really good knowledge of, of lots of things like driver's hours, etc. cetera. But uh, by the time we get to uh, what I call the pig uh, day, uh, and the pig day is where we learn when a pig should be offered food and water and the length of journey. And I said, you'll forget everything else, but you'll always remember when you should feed a pig. So it's a whole gambit, a whole range of subjects that the exam covers. But clearly, clearly you're not going to get Uh, 60 questions on uh, pig transportation so what they do what the the exam setters do is look at key areas and they weight the exam in those key areas so whilst we have to learn everything from a wide syllabus it's really those top five that that people should 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 hone in on and 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 absolutely smash so I'll go through them then Um, Uh, number one top of the tree please tell me Mike Mike tell me more what are the no, five areas? The, the top five <laughs> coming in. It shows my age. I'm yeah. going to show my age here because I'm going to make reference to a a, a a Radio One DJ who's probably probably on a register somewhere now because most of them were from the seventies when I was around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming in, at, I'll start from the bat and then coming in at number five. Then uh, is financial management, and that's the one I think a lot of people get the heebie-jeebies over. Uh, they, they absolutely free. Most people will freeze when it's, uh, when you mention finance, but really, the, the, you know, and a lot of people ask the question, why on earth, you know, I work in a, a company, we've got an accounts department. It's not my thing. It's not my back. Why on earth are we learning about finance? Well, there's three key areas of finance that we need to learn about. Really. One of them is vehicle costings. We all need to know. It doesn't matter what we do. We, we should all get a rough idea. We should all have a rough idea of if, if we're going to send a vehicle from Peterborough to Leeds, how much is it costing us to send that vehicle from Peterborough to Leeds? Uh, and w- what we'd like to do as a haulier, what we'd like to do is find out how much it's costing to send that vehicle from Peterborough to Leeds and hopefully charge our customer a little bit more because that's uh, that's what we call profit. And that's what we call – or, in fact, actually the, the, in the exam, they talk about it as, uh, as 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 a margin rather than a profit. Profit seems to be a little bit of a dirty word. So um, that, that that's one of the things we need to learn about vehicle costings. Um The other part part of financial management we need to learn about is budgeting. Uh, We all budget, everybody budgets, personal budget. You get paid at the end of the month and you've got money coming in, money going out. That's what a budget is. And some of us will be professionally involved with budgets, overtime budgets, labor budgets, parts budgets, fuel budgets, etc. So that's, that's a reasonably straightforward one. Uh, and the other one is to look at the workings of, um, if you like, workings of, of, of a balance sheet. And, and this becomes really, really important when we look at uh, something called financial standing and how financial standing is calculated. So it's really important that uh, the, uh, the, the transport manager understands how that kind of thing is, is put together. Uh, if nothing else from the finance topics, you'll enjoy Dragon's Den more. Um, you can see Peter Jones getting very upset and, and Deborah Mead get very upset when people come on and they don't know the, the numbers. Uh, and you probably, you know, no, no disrespect, but probably a lot of people are sat there thinking, well, I don't really know what they're moaning about. I don't really know what, what what Peter Jones is getting his stripy socks in a twist about. But but uh, it, it, it's it, you'll understand that a lot more when we understand how, how a balance sheet works, etc. Coming in at number four, then, is uh, this this right at Peach Street. This one really is that is vehicle maintenance. Um, I think it's 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 rare. You know, doesn't matter what you do, whether you do your own in-house maintenance, whether you farm it out to a third-party provider, uh, maintenance. Uh, and of course, maintenance begins at home with the drivers doing the walk-around checks, etc. The good news is that you're not going to need to describe how you would change a gearbox in a Scania or a rear axle in a daft tipper, that uh, it doesn't delve that deeply into the subject, but, uh, you know, maintenance, guide to maintaining roadworthiness, all you need to know about maintenance, it really is cracking for that. Uh, coming in at number uh, at, at number three, no particular order for these, well, just for, as I say, I fancy being the uh, Radio One DJ there. Coming in at number three uh, is uh, driver licensing, uh, a key area, of course, uh, area that's undergone a little bit of change recently, um, and uh, you know, obviously, a key area for for us. So it it to be a qualified uh, driver, driving vocationally, driving for a living. It's just not about driving licenses, a license acquisition in the first place. Uh, it, it's about uh, the, the driver CPC qualification, DCPC, and uh, you know, maintaining that through periodic training, uh, and of course, medical standards, checking licenses. So it's a little bit more into it than just a driver's licensing thing uh coming in at number where i forgot where we got to they're coming in at number uh where have we got to on the the program Mm -hmm. i think number two driver's (laughs) hours uh driver's hours and uh, record keeping um uh, again you know it's a marmite subject you either love it or hate it uh anybody you know if Drivers I always find drivers have got a slight advantage here because they should, should not always, but should uh, be fairly familiar with driver's hours rules. But of course, there isn't just uh, EU driver's hours rules. We have to think about its domestic rules as well, uh, which might be new to a lot of people. Might a lot of people not realize that we've got something that harks back to 1969 called the GB domestic driver's hours rules. Um, so, and also, of course, the, you know most of the vast majority of people operate within the UK and they operate, you know, fairly normal patterns. But there are things that we do, such as uh, you know, going abroad, taking ferries, double manning, and etc. So, puts that into the mix uh, a little bit more. Um, I promise anybody who's new to driver's house, I promise you are, you know, i I, you know, sort of honed away and making it very, very. Easy for you. It's not an easy subject, but we'll make it as easy as we can for you. It's really not that taunting. I've got a challenge to people, and I always say to them, if you know, for the basics of driver's hours, uh, if you can remember fifteen numbers, if you can recall fifteen numbers. In fact, there are only twelve. Three of them are repeated. Then you have the basics of driver's hours. It can can be done in fifteen numbers. Um, so that's a challenge. And of course, we've got the working time rules as well, which are a little bit complicated and can cause some some issues. So, driver's house comes in at number two. Operator licensing, top of the tree, coming in at number one. Uh, it's the reason why uh, you know we need and we need a, a certificate of professional competence in the first place. Uh, if we're going to be named as a transport manager on an operator's license, then uh, we need that, to, that professional competence. So, operator's licensing uh it, it's it's i i i always we always start with operator licensing after we've done a few preliminaries uh because it's it's kind of you know it, from 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 everything else that grows uh with operator licensing when you apply for an operator's license you sign uh you sign to say that you're going to fulfill your 11 undertakings uh so those promises that you make into the traffic commissioner and and it's kind of those 11 undertakings form the the real basis backbone of what we do. Uh, so operator licensing coming in at number one. Uh, I, w- I won't do my best now. We're now in impression because that would be inappropriate at this level.
0: <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, that's smash the top five. Amazing, amazing, and um, well, like you say, I think um, all five areas are really, really key, and it just goes to show how broad how broad that exam is going to be and the the different things it's going to cover. Because I tell you what, one thing I can't tell you is when you need to feed a pig. <laughs> Do you know what? You put me on the spot now. You have to offer them. <laughs> I'm not asking. <laughs> you, I'm no. just, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I can't remember. Someone mentioned it the other day. If you had to sit down and redo your multiple choice as a TMCPC holder, if you had to sit down and take your multiple choice, would you pass it again? And I reckon, I reckon I would, because it's mostly, I think it's a 50% ish, just over six maybe sixty percent pass marks. So you need to get somewhere between thirty and forty out of sixty, do you? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, I yes. reckon I reckon I'd be able to do it, but I tell you what, there'll probably be twenty questions in there that I'll just go, or 10 questions at least, that I'll probably just scratch my head at. And, uh, well, they're multiple guests, aren't they? So hopefully, but, hopefully, yeah. out of the multiple guess options, uh, there's two that you can eliminate straight away and then you're down to yeah. a little bit of common sense, fingers crossed. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, uh,
1: multiple choice can sometimes, you know, I,
0: I'd say it's about an
1: 80-20 split, uh, you know, one in five. One in five candidates will say, do you know what, I prefer the written exam Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's asking me to put things in my own words and I'm very good at that. Um, but eighty percent of people, eighty percent of people are going to say no. The, the, the you know the multiple choice is the one for me because, as you say, you have got four choices. Eliminate two that it can't be. We've watched the the li- Chase. We've done millionaire. You know, it, it's multiple choice. But here's um, a little
0: story. Here's a little story actually, and this is my this is my top tip actually from passing to pass the exam. And it's slightly different because we'll get onto your final one in a moment. But my top tip for ta- passing this exam, right? And it's something I witnessed firsthand. I went and took my exam at the Cresset in Peterborough. Um, uh, it was an OCR exam. And uh, there were a lot of delegates there who'd obviously been on uh, AN, an uh, AN uh, of Trade Body uh, training company that are based in Peterborough, who we shan't mention. Um, and I, uh, I attended having self, self-studied. And um, they... Uh, We we went in and I I recognised a lot of the faces. And actually after the exam, when we all got our results, I found out that a lot of the faces I recognised didn't pass. Then you had the opportunity during the multiple choice to be able to go out a little bit early whilst other people stayed behind to carry on doing the exam. I don't know if the other awarding bodies allow a similar thing, but certainly OCR is a thing. Anyway, I stayed behind. I was like, no, I'm going to reread my answers and I'm going to re-answer. I reckon I changed about 10 answers in that extra period of time as I reread, and I I thought I'd probably gone a little bit question blind because I'd kind of faffed around, but I did pass first time. So uh, the moral of that story is is definitely make sure that you stick around and make the most of that time with those answers.
1: Absolutely, it's your time to use. No one's in a race. You're not going to get any. You know, you don't get extra points for finishing first. So you know, use your time. Uh, on, the, on the other side of that that coin, you know, sometimes you can, yeah, you can get question blind as you say there, Pete, but um, I always say, and it leads nicely into our last point when we come to that in a moment, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, as long as you've read, you know, you've, you've, you've understood the question, you've read, the, understood the question. Uh, I always think Bradley Walsh has some great advice, doesn't he? On the chase where he you know, go with your gut. And uh, you know, if you think it looks right, it probably is right. And, and if you yeah, try to absolutely. second guess yourself too much, uh it can go the other way but you, it's no it's absolutely it's your time uh you know you aren't going to get any you know you're not going to get suddenly 10 bonus points because you finished first uh in fact in my experience people who finish uh quickly uh can sometimes be unsuccessful and i say well you know why on earth did you how on earth did you finish that finish that quickly because i probably couldn't and uh you know that's uh that, it, i i wrote some of the questions so you know it's uh, that don't uh, mind you having said that that doesn't mean so get them right um because i've been racking my brains about poor old pigs and i think it's it's, you have to offer them some water at 24 hours. So, um yeah, I don't right, know if I they can't... decline. I don't know, politely decline. I don't know. What what would you do?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I reckon, <laughs> it might, I reckon they might oink at you when they're hungry. <laughs> I said, yeah. When they oink. Or when you've run out of Percy pigs that you've eaten. Maybe you should <laughs> give them a pig. Uh, anyway, last one. Number six, then. R T N Q U. Does that um, mean royally thank the... <laughs> F and Queen, or no, what does what RTF? Is, what could it possibly mean? Talk what could me, it Mike.
1: possibly mean? It, it will be. I always say, how long? How long will it be on day one uh, before I mention RTFQ? Uh, we're before the watershed, so I'm going to do the pre-watershed version. <laughs> Uh, and then I'll probably do the, uh, the, the art. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pretend we've moved forward in time because uh, if you're watching this and it's uh, it's after after nine o'clock, we, we can do the full yeah. version. But shoot the kids the... out of the room before he cracks on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, read the full question. Read the full question. RTFQ. It is the most common mistake that students make on the exam day itself. They and and and. Uh, I've got some techniques that we'll do. It's probably too 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 much to go into now, but I, I've got some some red hot techniques for that um, as we come towards the end of the course. Um, if if you uh, if you decide to come with. With us, uh, which we, we, we're delighted to see you. Uh, towards the end of the course, I'll, I'll run through this. Uh, but it's where you know, um, getting into that bit of that psycho babble again, where your mind plays tricks on you, and your eyes don't see what you're quite seeing, and etc. And uh, we can. There are no trick questions. That is not to say they're not tricky, but they're no trick questions. Uh, but but people are reading one thing and understanding it as another. So R T F Q. Uh, I'd also say read the full answers as well and consider all the answers and say, look, it can't be that one. Why it can't be that one. It can't be that one. And uh, this is why it can't be that one. It can't. So it must be that one. So, again, I'm going to refer back to my mentor. Mentors are incredibly important in any walk of life, aren't they? But uh, my mentor, Derek Rose, again, one of his favourite sayings, one of his favourite sayings to Two students was that is a perfectly good answer to a completely different question, and that is really what RTFQ is about. You think you've seen the question, you are immediately attracted to the answer, which is completely the wrong answer because if you reread the question, you will see that actually not they're not asking that, uh, and half the technique for for the both for for, for, I mean, it really applies to both. Uh, case study and multiple choice is is trying to get into the mind of the question setter out what is it they're actually asking me you know what is this question about what's the crux of this question Uh, and why are they asking me and that that really will unravel uh, your answers so RTFQ is read the fucking question and then read it again and that's where it comes down to this time thing you know if you can promise me that you've read all the questions and understood them properly you know that's that's the that's the biggest thing you can promise uh, you know as as a, as, a, as a candidate uh, to to me is is just give yourself that 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 get yourself into that mindset but i don't think i get past 10 o'clock on day 1 uh, i'll do well if i if i can get past 10 o'clock before mentioning rtfq and you know it will be there every single day, uh, like a great big elephant in the room. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we will mention, not the elephant, though, we won't ignore it. We'll mention it every day until you're uh, sick and tired of me saying RTFQ. But you'll know what that means at the, uh, at the end of the course. So that's yeah. it that's my top six
0: uh, tips really? there. I
1: don't I, know if you you, you, yeah. you agree or disagree with any of those or you know you I, may no,
0: have I totally t- 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 agree. T- I totally agree. And reading reading the fucking question is so important <laughs> and thinking about it because anyone who's read the Chimp paradox will know that we have this like little chimp inside our head that sort of jumps to conclusions and stuff. And I've got a really good example for you and I'm a bit disappointed I can't think of more examples but I really really I love Darren Brown. Darren Brown, some people call him a magician, but he calls himself a mentalist, right? And uh, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan. I don't know how I've got on to talking about Darren Brown during a uh, Six Tips for Transport Manager CPC. However, here I am. This is me being random. And um, Darren Brown asks a question. Now, he's done a series of podcasts for Audible, uh, which are free to access. So, and I really, really recommend them. But he, he asks a question. And he says about how the brain plays tricks on you when you're asked a question. He says, You've got a bat and a ball. And the bat and the ball cost £1.10. Okay. The bat costs one pound more than the ball. So, how much is the bat worth? And how much is the ball worth?
1: You lost me there. <laughs>
0: okay, so the bat the bat and the ball together are worth one pound ten. Okay. Yeah. And the bat is one pound more expensive than the ball. What my brain did, and what he expects many other brains to do is they go, well. The bat is a pound and the ball is 10p because there's uh no, sorry. The ball is, uh, the bat is a pound and the, uh, the, the bat is one pound 10. And then the ball is 10p and together they're one pound 10. When in reality, it's the ball is five P and the bat is one pound and five P. And there's one pound difference between the two basically is what I'm saying. I think I've yeah. completely messed it up.
1: But that no, uh, no, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect sense to me now. Yeah, but RTFQ, absolutely. Yeah, you have to take the question, filter it out. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on the uh, the chimp paradox. Um, uh, Professor Steve Peters, brilliant, uh, brilliant work. Um, yeah. and you know, yeah. your chimp chimp immediately uh, is, is jumping to that conclusion. But if you let your slower part of your brain deal with it, the human part of your brain. Uh, then the logical question, the logical answer is 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 the correct one. So absolutely spot absolutely. on. Yeah,
0: yeah, perfect. And you know what? Right. So before we came on to record this audience, I said to Mike. He goes, do you reckon six six things will last uh, yep. the amount of time? And I was like, well, I think with you it could last an hour and a half. So I'm going to say forty five minutes. And he goes to me, forty five minutes. And I said, yeah, in the expectation that actually it'll easily be about an hour. And here we are at just before fifty minutes gone. Uh, so there we go, testament. To Mike, the trainer, and his ability to be able to uh, make sure that he gives very thorough answers to questions. So, thank you very much, Mike, for that. Uh, what I would say is, if you're listening and you haven't taken your transport manager CPC, um, have a think about it. It's a it's a really good opportunity to to do. There are there are other training companies, but none of them. Are quite as good as flagship partners, so make sure you think about that before you uh, before you go uh, booking your course. There are some very expensive providers and there's some very cheap providers as well. I'd be very wary of the cheap ones is all I'm saying. Um, But yeah, there's many other providers, but Flagship is certainly the one for you. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Mike, thank you very much for sharing your infinite wisdom with us as well. Um, It's been really, really enjoyable. I've certainly enjoyed it. I hope the audience have enjoyed it too and had some more insights into the Transport Manager CPC exam. And uh, yeah, if you've enjoyed it, please share it with your friends. Please subscribe to the Fleet Geeks podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Thank you. Thanks.